Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. This is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by the Hornchurch goalkeeper, who's been given quite the reward by his chairman for saving a penalty on the road to Wembley in the FA Trophy. Yeah, he was great fun, He was good. He? Danny Kelly joined us as we look back on the My Sporting Life archive and... Uh, uh, Murray Walker was a subject today, uh, late great Murray Walker, and uh, fascinating stuff from Danny's chat with him. Uh, we spoke to um, Sausage King, <laughs> Steve <laughs> Plum, because they just had the Sausage World Cup. Quite a controversial one. It was, yeah, yeah. So we look back on that. We had a bit of a chat. You got involved, usual stuff. Ow, and the birthday spread. Absolutely, yeah. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Oh, yeah, a um, few people have been in touch on the birthday spread. Paul mm-hmm. RDR woke up at 5am excited that we get a birthday spread a day early. Woody said, you win one game, Max. They start changing fixture dates and <laughs> kickoff times. A little bit dodgy, if you ask me. Using Easter as some sort of smoke screen for these dirty tactics. Hawksby knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. As Stu says, come on, Rushton, get your game face on. Go full any given Sunday. Show no weakness. <laughs> Grr, he says. And uh, Ed says, thanks for moving it to a time when I'll be home from the school run. So, yeah. So yeah, excitement right. is building already. About 20 to 4, we'll mm. do that. Uh, just basically shouting out people's birthdays with some gags. Yeah. Apparently uh, seems to have captured your imagination. And a well done to Wales. Oh, oh yeah. Like we were just saying before, it was a lovely cross from Bale, wasn't it? What a sensational mm. cross. Yeah, just it looked quite old school Bale, wasn't it? As you said, get out of his feet, give himself half a yard on the defender. What a cross. I mean, it was a good header, but he didn't have to do a lot, did he, Dan no, James? Really? No, and right, really crucial right. for them, actually. Yeah. To get that victory. So well done to them. It was, I yeah. mean, what if we were ever having an, uh, an amnesty among professional footballers? Because we saw two red cards last night that, you know, in about 1974 wouldn't have been anything like. I'm sure old players, you know, people say, oh, old players moaning, but they must despair. I mean, the Socek made such a meal of that one. They obviously, they wanted to get to 10, 10, uh, 10 aside. Sure, even it, it a, up. Their one was, a, you know, the, the, Connor Roberts, it was a soft one as well from that point of view. You know? So you, you see, both of those players, if really they'd stayed on their feet and not tried to get the other player sent off effectively, would have finished 11 against 11. So you'd like to start the amnesty? I just how, think how if you, all the pros get it? together, all okay. the pros get together and they say... Right. We're not no S housery, no oh my face, no you know no giving sort of bang average referees an opportunity to send you off. I mean you know clearly uh, the Czech Republic players were looking for a way of even things up, yeah. and and he obliged. But you know, have you seen them the incidents? I mean neither of them really are that bad. Are Do you they? think they could uh, put on kind of? We'll get to a stage where you'll have sensors right, yeah, on, sort of attached to your body, and they'll know if it's enough to go down. <laughs> no. So there'll be a, there'll be a is it an 
enough to go down sensor and yeah. it'll be work player for player and then you'll know for sure well, I'm, happy, it, like, I'm with you I'm absolutely I'm very I happy just, to I, head I, up just a small part think, of the amnesty you know someone like Ron Harris would sit down with some players and say violence I'll show you violence <laughs> this is what this is what he used to be this is an elbow to the face I you just, know. it's the shame right it is the shame yeah. of it I wouldn't be able to but they but players now pundits say oh he was clever there what he did there was clever I mean he, you shouldn't you know but was it clever or, or but, was it but was it that it was Foden wasn't it it was Foden and Alex McCarthy the one where he didn't go down he didn't yeah. get a penalty and yeah. that was why everyone has to go down all the time but I think you know it's Rivaldo's fault isn't it Hmm. Right. Most anything? things are. <laughs> Most things are Rivaldo's fault. When you find out the result of the Sausage World Cup, yeah. you'll be furious the with Rivaldo. The that was taking one in the midriff and clutching your face exactly, against Turkey exactly. in 2002. I'm talking about that. I am talking about that moment. Yeah, I have no other reason to blame <laughs> Rivaldo, to be clear about this. He's never upset me personally. Yeah. But that's the, you know, that that's where it all stemmed. I mean, it may have happened before, but that's the one that really springs to mind, isn't yeah. it? It's just a ball. It, it was one of, one of the worst, indeed. Um, how angry will you be if uh, England play two CDMs this evening, or th- even three four three? Will you throw well, your telly no, out the no, window? No, I think he, I think he'll set up to play the way he wants to play against good teams, and Poland are a good team, so I'd expect him to have too to reasonable. Yeah, I know. Don't phone the sports bar with that opinion, Paul. <laughs> well, don't you think he's more likely to start with three four three? Everything tells you he's going to because that's the formation he wants to use against decent sides. And sure, but you know they'll just go. It's only Poland. Yeah. you know, as I said, it's only Albania. We go one nil down after five minutes. You have to remind <laughs> us it's only Poland. I mean, they've got they've got some weapons, as we're going to discover a little bit later on when we when we look at them as a team. I have faith in Gareth Southgate, and I, much mm. as I'd love to play every attacking player that England have ever had, or yeah. you know, get Hoddle on the pitch, you know, get Gaza back from Love Island or whatever he's doing in Italy. <laughs> I think actually Gareth Southgate knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think, we'll and he may him. not win the Euros. It's hard to yeah. win a major. Do- History tells us we may not win this tournament. But I have faith in what he's but doing. But if he does play three four three and we lose, obviously feel free to weigh in at ten o'clock on Absolutely. the sports yes. spot tonight. Gareth out. I'll be first on. I'm I'll sure. Be first I'm sure call. they will do uh, tonight. A couple of things to get you involved with. Both quite family orientated. Mm. The springboard for them are two stories that appeared in today's papers. One involving Declan Rice, who's on excellent form. Uh, at the moment for West Ham and England and um, he said that his dad still regularly texts him doesn't he Uh, bits of advice start well be loud help the team Mm. Yes, so so we really want. Is that what your dad texts you before every show? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. A lot of time he doesn't realise you're actually on it. <laughs> no, does he? He, the last time he gave me a compliment with this show, you were doing it with Charlie. <laughs> so uh, he did. I did once, um, and I, I've said this on air. We tried to bring it uh, to talk sport. I, mm. I, you know, I turned up pre-pandemic and went into the living room, and he had some notes on a piece of paper, and one of them said, I've "Got an idea for you. Why don't you introduce poetry to Classic FM?" Which was a lovely idea. Yeah, I. I believe poetry has already been introduced, and I don't work for Classic FM. Why don't you? Why don't you try and introduce poetry to to talk? We did. Yeah, that's what we, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, so yeah, you we did. tried that. Yeah. So you had a string quartet, and what, mm. what poems did you do? Oh well, we we asked the listeners to write poems. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think what well, bring in some Keats and just, some words? It might be nice if you just want to do Ode to a Nightingale or something. When I, I did, can, um, go make a cup of tea. <laughs> when I did the overnight show yeah. from Australia for mm. a week, um, uh, at three a.m., I read a page 
a day of war and peace. You don't need to tell me. I stayed up every night and listened. <laughs> no, but I did think we all want to have read not War and Peace. <laughs> not as Steve Bruce. Not as Steve Bruce. Not as Steve Bruce. I just say, look, we all want to have read War and Peace. Yeah. We can never. None of us can be bothered to do it. No. I'll do a page a day. You get a long contract, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Because you've got to get. Because like, like, they can't. Be, you, it makes you unsackable <laughs> or <laughs> sackable. There's two ways of putting it. Really, if you're a sports station, quite sackable, I'd say. It was, it was hard, only. It was hard to bring it back to sport. But what we decided at the yeah. end of each page was whether war or peace had. And we had a running score, so they yeah. gave it a score. And who, I think War won. Peace was winning. I've not read the book. Peace was winning after the fifth day, and then yeah. I came back here. And it's the middle of the, I don't want to do it the middle of the night when you're here. <laughs> well, I don't want to do that. So that was the end of that. Yeah, exactly. So there's people who've still got to read about another 860 pages because no, you couldn't be bothered. People keep to waiting it. up at three in the morning, going, "I want to know what happens yeah. next." What happens? When does follow. war kick in? <laughs> hard to follow, really. Anyway, you get the idea with that. Yes. Um, oh, so and Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart uh, he had to yeah. have ankle surgery after being tackled by his son playing football. Yeah. The rocker revealed that Alistair, 15, knocked him out, KO'd him during a kickabout. He went under the knife in October. Is still on crutches. So, yes, if, if you have ever been injured or mm. injured one of your family members... While playing sport, yeah, that's what we'd like. We've that had some and, good ones. Career we? advice. One from uh, one of my former co- colleagues, uh, journalist Gavin Newsham, sent one in, didn't he? To, uh, yes. Should we kick off here with we that go. One? Yes. Very good. Me, aged thirteen, playing darts on the top floor of our three-story house, bored next to an open window. Dad sitting in the backyard. I just had a packet of Monster Munch. Hands were greasy. Dart came out all wrong. Clipped the edge of the board straight out the window, embedded in his head. <laughs> No. Follow-up tweet. Wow. He was a para, though, so he just looked up at me, looking out of the window, and pulled it out. <laughs> wow. Oh, there you oh. go. What a dad that is. Well, yeah, what about that? Just so <laughs> rips the arrow out the top of his bike. So he just dangerous. handed it back. Obviously, the velocity of that. Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's pretty dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose the velocity will be less because of the Monster Munch hand, which, okay. is, a, which is a big problem. Yeah. That's why the BDO... It's just not as good as the PDC because they've got little bowls of monster munching around. That's why they need yeah. to cut that out. That's it. Well, I've often wondered what it was now, I know. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We had a chat with the Hereford manager uh, earlier this week okay. after their giant killing over Fletcher's uh, Woking um, and a very fine victory for Hornchurch against uh, Notts County, of course. So yeah, they're, We they're watched off. the highlights, didn't we? We did watch the, the highlights. Let's bring you the closing moments. Whoever was filming, you get the feeling... Uh, they weren't impartial, were no, they? No, it was at the end of the penalty shootout. I think they were possibly Hornchurch fans. Yes! Yes! Come on! Yes! Come on! Get in there! We're just a pub team from Hornchurch. <laughs> and I think they were tears listening back. It did sound like a cross between the Moose and Stan Laurel, yeah. but I think they were Somebody's tears. Somebody's voice breaking. Yeah, understandably. It? Anyway, uh, the reward for uh, Joe Wright, who saved one of the penalties in the Pickford style, as you pointed mm. out, Max. You know, strong wrist. Strong going the wrist, other way. Going the other mm. way. A keeper trying to hit it down the middle. Um, he has now got use of the chairman's car. Uh, Alex Sharp promised uh, Joe that he could he could have, uh, I think, a weekend's use of his two hundred and sixty-five thousand. I've been talking it up two hundred and sixty-five thousand pounds. I think right. I was saying two eighty-five. Sorry, yeah, that's two eighty-five. Ridiculous. It's the Lamborghini car. Urus Jeep. Yes. Um, and uh, Joe joins us now. Good afternoon, Joe. 
Afternoon, chaps. How are we doing? Yeah, yeah we're good. good. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you're obviously a bit. You're a bit of a car freak. Did you say to the chairman, "If I save a pen, can I have a, can I have your car for a couple of days?" Or did he say, "Joe, this is the incentive I'm offering you"? Well, he um, he actually he, he put a put a photo up on a, of his of his new car. Uh, like it was being uh, custom wrapped and everything else. And uh, I just sent him a message saying, "Oh." Can't wait to drive it. Uh, <laughs> not, really, not really expecting much back, and uh, he just he turned around and said, "Well, if you save save a pen and we win the next round, uh, you, you can have it. It's yours. That's your win bonus sorted." Wow. So obviously, uh, yeah. So obviously, fair play to him. He's actually stuck to his word. He texted me. When was it? Probably Sunday. Text me saying, "Yeah, they just promised me to be careful with it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I thought he's actually going to let me drive it." <laughs> what? Uh, how, lo- how long have you got it for, Joe? Uh, he reckons I've got uh, I've got it for a well it'll be a day over the weekend he says he okay. says I can have it yeah, it's my, a day of my choice. And what's the deal with you know a little scratch? What, I mean, what have you have you made have you have you signed anything? Oh no, nothing yet. I, I said to him I'll, I'll I'll be lucky to get out of first gear. I'll be too scared to drive it. <laughs> <laughs> is he paying? Is he sorting out the insurance for the day? Yeah, he's, yeah. That that's what one of the things he said to me in his text. He said, "Don't worry, I'll, I'll sort all the all the insurance out for you. You just let me know when you want it." And uh, yeah. he said it's easy to drive. Not it made me feel too much better. It's a little bit uh, different to what I drive normally. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, what are you driving, Joe? Oh well, I'm in a in a work van at the minute. So I'm, <laughs> um, in, my, in my right way work van, yeah, it's a little bit different to the old Lamborghini. I'll tell you that. You're gonna have to treat it like the work van, won't you? Have loads of bits of paper up there and on the on the dashboard. tools in the back. Tools, yeah, yeah. no yeah. tools left in this vehicle overnight. You have to put a yeah, sticker on the back to, of it. I might take it to one of the jobs if I just yeah. that and see what happens. Uh, he said he said he you've told him that you plan to to go up to the West End with your missus uh, and get, get a takeaway from a London restaurant, but he's. He's a bit worried you're going to eat it in the car. Yeah, I know. I can't believe. Well, I can't believe he's he stitched me right up and told told everyone that I'm going to be taking the missus out to the West End. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know where else there is to eat. I hope the restaurants open up. Otherwise, it's going to be straight on the dashboard. I reckon. Yeah. Hopefully, he's not not listening. But yeah. Uh, it's I just wonder about the one-way system in the West End. You know, like what you worry about. What, well, I just think maybe if you just Marble Arch. Yeah, if you just went up, if you went up the coast, you know. Yeah. If you went out, you know, up to sort of Suffolk, sort of Southwold way, you get fish and chips set on the bonnet. So you you think maybe keep <laughs> keep out of trouble. I would sit keep on out. The bonnet. I would keep yeah, out. Well, also, there's the congestion. You'll forget to pay the congestion charge, and then he'll get that bill cool, like two weeks yeah. later, won't he? Yeah. And then yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, he won't mind a congestion charge. Yeah. I think that would be the least of his worries. That will be a bit of a head-turner, though, wouldn't it? I mean, because I've got... I've not even heard of this car. I've heard of a Lamborghini, but I didn't even know they did a four-wheel drive. Well, I mean, eight out of ten on Top Gear. It's been, apparently, really? Joe, an agonising six-year wait for the 2012 Euros well, concept. Well, I've barely slept. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I've been holding my breath for that are long. You, are you into your motors, Joe? Are you, are you, are you uh, kind of... Or not? Well, I've, I've, I've obviously seen it about, but no, not not. I'm not a petrol head. No, definitely not. It's not a. I'm not 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 clued up too much, but it does look like the Batmobile. That's the closest thing I can describe. <laughs> it's, it's a ridiculous looking thing. It, look, it sounds like an airplane is taking off when he, uh, he pulls it into the club. So, <laughs> what, what, what is it? Is it? A, it's. A, I take it. Was it's it a Jeep? A Lamborghini? Jeep? Yeah, sort of you told us that. Well, I take it. What sort of engine? It probably does about three of the gallon. Does it? About three or four well, miles yeah. to the gallon. That, 
that's what I'll have to ask him. I don't know who's paying for the petrol. I'm <laughs> I think you're pushing oh, your, you're please, pushing your luck. Please run out of petrol I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on the sure A12. On the expenses on the club, so I'm, yeah. I'm sure I can find something like that. <laughs> we should probably talk about the game for well, a time. Well, before we bit, do, I just okay. think you should maybe wind <laughs> him up by yeah, saying you've yeah, always yeah. wanted to do a tour of the width restrictions of Essex. I've always no, no, I, there's one or two know, that are one, really one tight. Of my friends said that. Yeah. One of my friends said that, and I said I definitely won't be going through no width restrictions. I'll be turning yeah. around oh, every good. opportunity. There's a six foot six near South Ockenden <laughs> that I've always wanted to put to the test. What about what about that little you know the little bridge over the Hogarth yeah. roundabout? That's you it. know that one where you just think it, you think it's going to collapse at any time anyway. But that's a really that's a tough one. One to get in, so going that in fourth yeah, gear. Just wind him up yeah. about, uh, um, and yeah, we should talk about the match because I, uh, it, uh, it's fantastic. I must say, we spoke to the, the manager of Hereford the other day. He's very much looking yeah. forward to it. So, I mean, was it was it expected? Did you fancy your chances going into that one? I mean, uh, fancy our chances. I think would be a bit of a, an exaggeration. I mean, we always, we, I mean, we've we've beat six teams above us already in the last six rounds. So we we. We know we've we've got it about us. I mean, this was obviously a massive, massive ask, but we just knew that we've got to sort of hang in the game. We we trust the group that we've got. We've got a fantastic set of lads in the dressing room. We've got a, a great uh, togetherness, and I just, we just sort of said that we've just got to hang in the game as long as as long as possible, and we've got to take our opportunities when they come. And uh, yeah, fair play to to the lads. We was we was excellent to a man, and we just sort of yeah we hung in there, we stuck it out, and we we managed to get a result. Have you, have you played at Wembley before? <laughs> yeah, loads of times over every other week. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's slight, slightly different to the old Hornchurch Stadium. I'll tell you that. Yeah, wow. that would be a great. Now, because so, obviously, when, when's the final? How long you got till the final? Uh, so it's May twenty second, I believe, oh, is the date. Right. So, so you can't you can't eight, sort eight of wrap yourself in cotton wool for for all that time, can you? Because just the thing is, you get closer to the final, you're just not going to want to. Just, you know, get a calf strain or anything, are you? It's just no one's no, going to try in the f- yeah. game before that. I, th- I think I think that's 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 been the difficulty for the whole because obviously our, our league season ended in in November. Mm. So the last time we played a league game was November. We've just literally been playing cup games, and that has been quite a quite a battle for us. Where obviously the the squad's been restricted, and you can't just go and get people willy nilly. It's 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 been hard trying to keep everyone fit because obviously people do get little knocks because they're not playing regularly and then you're asked to, to turn up every four weeks and play a game of football. It's, it, it hasn't been easy. So it, it, it is a massive, massive task trying to keep everyone sort of as fit as possible. But I'm sure everyone will, everyone will be there or thereabouts. Yeah. Wembley comes around, I'm sure. And, and you hopefully get some fans in as well. We we don't quite know how many yet. There's not about 10,000, whether that's 10,000 for each game because they're playing the trophy in the Vars on the Sunday, yeah. or whether that's 2,500 a club. But that will be that'll be nice. At least you have a bit of atmosphere in there. Yeah, of course. And I think it's important to get, uh, for the for the people, that, like the fans of the club, the people who do so much behind the scenes. I think it's, it's, it's massive for them as well. It would be such a huge thing to watch the boys walk out at Wembley. I think I'm hoping and praying, obviously, we stick to the to the roadmap and hopefully we can get a, a good number in there mm. uh, Steve has been in touch Joe say so tell him to chuck 10,000 miles on it over a weekend <laughs> <laughs> just going up and down go up, just go up to Edinburgh or just, it's like what Ferris Bueller you have to just put it in reverse in the garage you know, to get yeah, the miles well, back just cut up some pictures of you in all sorts of elaborate places that would be I've great got, wouldn't I've it got, I've got to try and see if I can park it first yeah. <laughs> I, imagine, look, I imagine it parks itself oh, I would well. imagine I just, let's hope so yeah. I think Lamborghini just leave 
the hazard zone, leave it wherever it is, Shaftesbury yeah, Avenue, absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's his way to do it. He's bounced one of the curbs and he's nice. He's nice <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just put the hazards on. Well, if if you win it, you save a penalty in the final at Wembley, he's going to have to give it to you. You can give that give yeah, that a crack I, when you... I, I, yeah, I'm glad you said it as well. So, uh, <laughs> I'm listening to this, so we'll have, that, we'll have that written down somewhere, I'm sure. Cheers, Joe, all the best, thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. Cheers, chaps. There Thank we you. are. Joe right there, the uh, goalkeeper at uh, Hornchurch. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they've reached Wembley with that uh, fine victory at the weekend. I hope he has a good time in the car. So, Chairman did say, um, and it, there's one person in that team I wouldn't want to drive my car, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make these, Mr Chairman, you make these promises. Could he attach a tow bar? Stick <laughs> a caravan a Caravan, on the back. yeah. <laughs> really, he wants, if he's got a mate in the design business who can really cut up some great pictures, can't he? Liam says, I but, really hope he doesn't scratch it from a Notts County fan. Yeah. <laughs> you could set up some lovely stuff, park it outside Ibrox with a Celtic sticker <laughs> in the back. You could really wind the old chairman up, can't you? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Every week we have a chat with Danny Kelly as we delve into the My Sporting Life uh, archive. Uh, many of the fine long-form interviews with sports, great and good, are available on the TalkSport app to uh, listen to at your leisure. Uh, this one was uh, replayed recently in like the sad death of uh, Murray Walker, and you may well have heard it. If not, we'll bring you a few uh, highlights and recall that chat that they had together. Hi, Dan. Hello, man. How are you? Good. Yeah, good, good. Thank thanks. you. Yeah, I would. I mean, good. what what a life he lived. Well, I mean, you could have he, probably spoke for days, couldn't you? Well, he could certainly have spoke for days. <laughs> and if I'm in the room as well, you can imagine how <laughs> difficult it was for us to stop. Um, you know what? You you've hit the nail as so often, Paul, squarely on the head there, um, because uh, this was one of the most fascinating of all of my sporting lives I, I did. Because often people have had. Uh, you know, 10 or 12 years in the absolute glare of uh, public attention because they've been a great sportsman or sportswoman. But Murray Walker had lived three entirely separate and amazing lives. He was a one of those very young people who were thrown headlong into the Second World War, where he uh, served with a fantastic distinction, and he'll tell you that himself, or he would have done. Um, secondly, we know he was one of the great copywriters in the advertising industry in his early in his early days uh, as a younger man and then into middle age and then in middle age he becomes a legendary broadcaster so from that point of view it was amazing i should also say of course and there's a very funny picture of me Talksport put it up on the website a little while ago of the day we did the work together he and i um he is twice i am twice as big as him in every direction he's a tiny little fella mm. and he came in wearing he was an old man then he was nearly 90 bright red trousers and braces and his personality filled whatever space you left if you were in a small room he was still the biggest personality in it then we went out to the main office and of course he's a legend and all the rest of it he his personality absolutely filled the room it's a great day um we're going to play the first clip which is looking back on his time uh, serving during the war you were young and it was exciting and you were doing something that hadn't done been done before and you were doing something that you thought was right and it was a very exhilarating, demanding, at times frightening situation to be in. I spent four and a half years in the army, Danny. The prime I, of your life. And I, I would not, I'm not a normal army chap. I would not have been in the army had it not been for the war. I regret not a single second of that time because I, I met people that I would never have normally met. We, we all live in our little social brackets, don't we? We, we talk to and we know and we consult with like-minded people. When I went into the 30th Primary Training Wing at Bovington, 
The bed on my right was occupied by a lord, somebody who had better be nameless, who was the thickest bloke I've ever met in my life. And the bed on my left was was met by was occupied by a chap called Ted Nicklin, who was a welder from Walsall. So if you you'd got the three sort of social brackets, uh, blue collar, middle class, and upper Incredible. class in three beds alongside, and I would never normally have met either Lord Sansa or Ted Nicklin. Amazing. Amazing uh, you you talked about his life in advertising, and, uh, and mm. uh, this is Wikipedia, so you may have talked about this, but apparently the, the uh, Max may not remember this, but sadly, Danny, we will. The slogan, Opal Fruits Made to Make Your Mouth Water, was Murray's. Uh, absolutely, but it, he could actually have a greatest hits album of them. <laughs> he also wrote the one about Trill, the, the budgie food, mm. saying that makes your budgies bounce with health, Paul, which you'll also remember. <laughs> but even more astonishingly, because they're still using today, he wrote A Mars A Day Helps You Work, Rest and Play. Wow. Yeah. He was a genius at this stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I should make the point there. I, I don't want to take over. The, I, I don't know what you want to do, but I'm going to do this. Uh, you're, you're an army of flunkies who, uh, who made that cut of the, he's talking about the war. They probably didn't do the rest of that story um, because they didn't want to have spoilers. Well, um, I, I'm all for sp- uh, spending the money now. Um, there's an amazing story that goes with that. He mentioned Bovington there, and that's because that's where the tank regiments are all based. Still, I think the National Tank Museum is there today. Um, and he became the youngest commander of a tank squadron during the Second World War. So he's, he's the fellow who pops out the top and says, yeah, go left, go right, shoot them. Um, and he tells an amazing story, which I am going to tell, that he is, after D-Day, they are heading up north towards Germany. And his tank uh, squadron is at the front of his tank regiment, which is at the front of the entire Allied army. So he is the forward soldier in the entire Allied effort, with the exception of the tank driver in front of him. And oh. now all they're facing is a wall of Nazis, yes? They get to a crossroads. And he takes out his binoculars and uh, the one the lad says, look, Governor, there's some uh, suspicious looking characters there at the crossroads. He's looking for the binoculars and he tells the story better than I'm going to and goes, oh, my God, drive up there. There he meets his father, who was a news reporter, <laughs> who was ahead of him in the drive to Germany. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and he tells him better than that, I assure you. Wow. We'll, we'll go on to his commentary career and, and that yeah. amazing double act that he struck up with James Hunt. He spoke to you about that. Let's hear what he had to yeah. say. I had 13 years with James. Yeah. Uh, 13 years, 16 times a year, four days each time. Wow. And if you multiply 13 by 16 by four, you get a very big number. It's a lifetime, isn't it? Uh, I was extremely put out when James was appointed to the commentary team in 1980 because I had been doing Formula One alone for the BBC for two years, and uh, I thought I'd been doing it all right. Uh, James could be rude, arrogant, overbearing. He drank too much, he smoked too much, he was on drugs. We were um, totally different to each other temperamentally. Uh, And somehow it... this peculiar mixture seemed to work well in the commentary box. Uh, I mean, I used to stand stand up to do my commentaries always. I was bouncing around on the balls of my feet because I got excited and I was yeah. pointing at the screen and shouting in the microphone. James used to sit alongside me. And we shared one microphone, Danny. Now, if, if you can imagine two people, all with fairly well-developed egos, being in a commentary box to talk to the public about the sport they loved with only one microphone to do so. So neither of us would be particularly anxious to give the microphone to the other one. And if we had a processional race, I always knew 
that I only had to say something complimentary about Ricardo Patrese, who James loathed and despised. <laughs> and James would gesture for the microphone and I would give it to him. Uh, and then he would pour vitriol and bile onto him. But over, over the years, we learned to accommodate each other. We fairly rapidly grew together, respected each other, worked well together. Uh, and it was a very, very sad day when at the age of 45, Incredible. 45, uh, Danny died. There we are, the late great Murray Walker. Sadly, Danny, we're out of time. It's it's uh, oh no, it, you know, it's <laughs> people should go and listen to the to the the full thing. It is a fascinating listen. So I love how that's how most people when they end their show, they're like, oh, that's me done. Danny yeah. at Ted on a Monday night. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh yeah. no, yeah. Another, <laughs> I more things to say. <laughs> Absolutely. And Andy, one, one last question, Paul. I just wonder which of you and Andy Jacobs is the James Hunt of that relationship? Well, I, I'm not. I'm, you're not taking me down that particular road. Um, I will. Uh, we'll catch up with you. Soon, Dan. Cheers, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Sausage World Cup yeah. uh, has been going on under our noses, um, and we didn't realise. But uh, we've we've reached well, we've reached the end. It's, we know we finished, know the outcome. Yes. So we turn now to uh, the the Sausage King. We do. Uh, he joins us, Stephen Plume. Good afternoon, Stephen. Afternoon, boys. How are you doing? Yes, yeah, how, how is, you it, be, is it the Sausage King or just Sausage Sausage King? King. I mean, yeah, whichever way you want it, the or not, without the, you, as long as you kneel in front of me, that's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, how do you become the Sausage King? Uh, it's a funny story, actually. About 20 years ago, I was messing about with my friends in the pub, and obviously, most good stories start in the pub, having a few beers, chatting about using the internet and learning about the internet. I thought as a joke, I'd set up a website about sausages. So I set up sausagefans.co.uk, just messing about, just wanted to learn how the internet worked. Local media, regional media, national media covered the story, and suddenly I got propelled in sausage stardom. So I went from being the bloke with the joke website to being the bloke with the 1,600 recommended sausage makers. Yeah. Uh, and I started getting invited around the country to judge sausage competitions, and I thought, 
wow, the Sausage King's got to be the best possible nickname you can have. Yeah. Uh, and I was very, very pleased it stuck, and I still get invited around to go and eat sausages. Is, is being brilliant. a judge of sausage competitions, is it very simple in terms of, is it the sausage that you like the most that wins? Or is there, is there, any, is there any more? I don't want to put it, I don't want to do yeah. it down, Stephen. I'm trying to, you know, maybe it's more tactical than that. The thing is, we're, we're a nation of sausage lovers, and about 5 million people eat about 12 million sausages every day. So, of course, my opinion is one of many. Mm. Um, there, there are some technical um, bits and bobs that you look for when you go to some of the high-end sausage competitions. But generally, do you know what? It's about taste. It's about texture. It's about how it looks to someone going to buy it. And most importantly, it's about the provenance of the ingredients. So when you can go into your local butcher shop and you can have a chat about where the, where the meat's come from and you can talk about how it's all done, that's what it's all about. It's all about putting money in the local economy. Mm. It's a big deal in this country now, the old artisan bangers, isn't it? I mean, there's oh, a lot yeah. of independent uh, companies making them and doing really good stuff. And this is, I mean, I, I'm not one to be controversial, but I've got to say that our sausages in this country are the best in the world. And, um, oh. you know, this is a World Cup of sausages, but there weren't that many um, entries from abroad. There will be in the next version, but because our sausages are better than anyone else's, that's all I can say, really. How, how, I mean, how did the rest of the sausage world feel about it? I mean, there's no bratwurst in this drawer. Chorizo and salami got in, but as far as I can tell, that's pretty much it. There's no, you know, there's black pudding, there's no white pudding from Ireland. I don't know. I don't know if you've, if you've, if you've come under fire from other nations. I have, actually, and do you know what? I've had quite a lot of good feedback, and we've got, in the ne- next version, we've got bratwurst, we've got currywurst, we've got a whole range of other things going in there. But I've got a bit of a soft spot for charcuterie because we've got about 50 different producers in this country who are making some of the finest charcuterie in the world. They're far better than the, some of the other boys, so I thought we'll get them involved and uh, get them in our competition. I, mean, so I do agree with Stephen. You know, mm. I prefer an English sausage generally. I find the German sausages sort of like meat arrows. You know, they're just a, yeah. bit, just a <laughs> bit flimsy inside. Yeah, you're you know? not keen. I like the texture, yeah. I mean, they love a sausage. They, they, they'd definitely be taking it seriously. Um, looking at the, the round of 16, some of those that fell by the wayside. The dragon sausage, which was uh, seen off by salami, 75%. To What's the dragon sausage? Um, that's a Welsh creation. Mm. Um, I don't know if they're allowed to call it the dragon sausage. I think Trading Standards had a word or two to say about that because there's no dragon in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that was, that was <laughs> I should hope by, not. Um, by salami because mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a sausage that someone's invented, um, and it's be- but it's, become, it's got quite a good following because it's mm. a dragon sausage. So, um, but yeah, but they were seen off pretty quickly. And amazingly, um, it was just amazing to see the communities rally together behind their sausage. See the boys and Lincoln, the girls in Lincolnshire get involved, Newmarket all coming together to make sure they defeated the pork and leek. Um, and of course, the, the, the Newmarket sausage is made, one of the companies is Musk's, um, one of the few companies to have four consecutive royal warrants. So obviously the Queen's a big fan and obviously the King's a big fan as well. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. So, I mean, uh, we got down to the semi-finals. We saw Chorizo against Black. Well, well hang on, you're missing Chorizo beating Salami. It's like, that's a wonderful game, yeah. isn't it? That's a, a, a real game for the, the purist. Yeah, that that's right. That was a 50-50 the first time we did it. We had to rerun that one because wow. it was very, very tough. I, I yeah. Threats and all sorts. Um, <laughs> and it was, a, it was a very, very tough call because... We have got some incredible, uh, incredible charcuterie makers. Certainly near me in, in Norfolk, we've got people like Marsh Pig who just make the, boast, the, the best chorizo salami you've ever tasted in your life. Yeah. I'm amazed black pudding got as far as it did. And I know, you get, I love a black pudding. You're not, yeah. you're not a fan nah, of the black not pudding? For me. Oh, not for sensational. me, Clive. It's sensational. Is, if you don't like it, you've been doing it wrong. The, the black pudding, um, there's some... There's some I've been eating it. I've been sniffing it. The Fruit Pig Company, who make black pudding, they're one of the top the top in the world for making black pudding. They make it with real blood, not the powdered and imported stuff. Right. Uh, and these guys, I mean, if you put a bit of real blood black pudding on any meal, it's a taste revelation. Well, I mean, we should point out, you know, the, the times are changing. The, the, 
it, was there a vegan or a veggie sausage in here or, or not? Well, the um, Glamorgan sausage is um, vegetarian. Um, okay. So that's, that's all about the Welsh cheese in there. And that, that unfortunately, um, didn't make it very far. Mm. That's and a real clash of styles, losing to black pudding in the first uh, round. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> you can't compete there, can you? can't compete with black pudding. Um, and then, um, but I have been persuaded to include corn um, in the next round, um, in the next version of the World Cup we're going to do. And controversially, the little sausages from baked beans. Oh, right. Oh, they, okay. oh, okay. Because a sort of classic frankfurter, that sort of that style. You can see though the sort of you know that if you think about like the old pundits, presumably the pundits of the world, the sort of Sunes pundit, yeah. seeing a corn sausage will declare that the game's gone. He's right? not, he will. He's not going. He's not going to want to know. Uh, we should just point out before we let you go, the winner was the Newmarket sausage. Yes, um, sausage. Three great producers in Newmarket, Musk, Pouse, and Eric Tennant, have been making sausages broadly to the same recipe since about eighteen hundred eighty. Wow, way. I mean, so, do you think so? You're, you're going to be back bigger and better with another World Cup soon, are you? Well, yeah. I mean, the point of this World Cup is what I noticed during all the successive lockdowns was it was the butchers who turned who turned around and supported their communities. They were feeding the vulnerable. They were feeding the clinically shielding. They were keeping things going. They were feeding the health workers. And I thought, if I can do my bit to raise their profile as lockdown finishers, that's a good thing. Get people back on the high street and, and in the local butchers. What we want to do now is have one that finishes when the barbecues are sizzling at the end of June. Mm. Can, I ask, can I ask a final question? Yeah, See, what's yeah. the, what is the best accompaniment for a sausage, would you say? Would you, like, mash, beans and chips, oh. just in a, you know, in a bun? What's well, the... it's, you know, it's, it's horses for course, isn't course, it? It's yes. very, very tricky, because if, you, if you're having a nice bit of breakfast, you can't go wrong with a bit of black pudding, bacon and egg and all the rest of it on there, mm. can you? But mm. um, if you're having it with, um, you know, if it's a dinner, you might want to mash, nice bit of cheese and mustard in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't be pinned down to one favourite, if I'm honest. Right. Well, I'd uh, hope the sausage king would nail his colours no, to the mast. Sausage there, but king no. has to sitting on the fence as he has, always. He has to rise above. Sausage it. king out. Um, <laughs> sausage king UK on Twitter. Um, Sausagefans.co.uk if you're interested in sausages. And uh, well, we look forward to uh, the next World Cup. Thank you very much, Stephen. Thank you, Thank Stephen. You very much, guys. There we are, Stephen Plume. There, the sausage uh, sausage king. No the apparently. Um, and yeah, you can go and uh, find out more about sausages on there. And just we just have to wait for the World Cup. Not every four years he's doing one in the summer, is he? I mean, yeah. that's a trouble. There's too many of them now. There is. You know, he's sort of the Infantino, isn't he? Is, he? He's the Infantino too many sausages of the sausage in, world. Too many sausages in it. It actually that actually lessens the quality of the competition. It. It's going to ruin it for everybody. And you know, how, how do we know who's hosting this sausage World Cup? And did they get that legitimately? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. You don't know these, these answers. answers. None of, I can't answer. We need another half hour with this. Any man. of those questions? Mm. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. A day earlier than usual. Uh, it's birthday spread time. Um, Andy Jacobs joins us. Uh, good afternoon, Andy. Yes. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. Hello, Andy. And, um, re- Looking forward to this one because the spell was broken last week. Can you go on a run now, Max? That's very unlikely, right. very unlikely. Let's, very head, unlikely, let's yeah. head to our East Midlands nerve centre where Jeff Peters awaits to keep score. Hello, Jeff. Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. And may I first apologise for the scoring error last week? Oh, Completely my fault, although it didn't affect <laughs> Max winning. Oh, that's a um, I've been up before the birthday spread disciplinary committee <laughs> and been warned about my future <laughs> conduct. Um, and you, you might also recall my other technical button-pushing error 
error mm, involving no. a friend of the spread uh, oh, from yes. Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, yeah. which brought this response from him. Oh. It's Lee Bullen again, again, again. I'm just phoning up to repeat, to repeat myself again, again, in the hope that Max, Max, Max gets a repeat, repeat victory over Paul again today. All the best, gentlemen. That was a bit Max Headroom, wasn't it? Very good. Good, isn't he, Lee? Yeah. Lee, Lee Bullen's the best bit of the whole thing. Good old Lee. He is. He's, 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 he's going to become a fixture. And do you know what? I messaged him to say, oh, the spread's on a day early. Hmm. I'll try and think of something. Maybe we can do something. And he just sent me a voice message, oh, which which I obviously have slightly uh, re-edited, yeah. but yeah. Um, but brilliant. He's such a fan of uh, of, of this segment um, of the Simon show. The, Simon, the Arsenal fan, is it wrong? I've hidden in my home office, pretending to be on the phone, leaving my <laughs> wife to deal with our toddler, who's having an almighty meltdown, so I don't miss the birthday spread. Simon, <laughs> yes, it is wrong. Yes, bad. Yes. Let's crack on. Here's Pele. And I go first as challenger today. Oh, well, your first one, Paul, for today is the filmmaker Michael Winterbottom. Michael oh, yeah. Winterbottom. Michael Winterbottom. Eh? Yeah, and when he gets very hot on location, he has an assistant who calls him off with a cold shower. Mm. He likes to water Winterbottom. Oh, yeah. Hey, we are for the, on a day England are playing. Uh, why is Michael Winterbottom... Um, it's six, never less than topical. 61, I'm going for. Ah, I think he's a little bit older than that. Oh. 62. Oh. <laughs> oh, tactical. But yeah. he's 60, so bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Right. That'll, uh, that'll learn us. So Paul is one out, Max is two out. Okay, yes. Okay, it's the uh, cricketer and commentator Nasser Hussein. And uh, when he does those overnight test matches for Sky, he sometimes forgets to bring a change of clothes. And by day four, Nasser's gone funky. Oh, that's that's yeah. Did, 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 did. There he is. How old is Nasser Hussein? I reckon he's fifty-two. Yeah, I'd say he's in that envelope. Um, Fifty-one. He's fifty-three. Oh, oh, this is exciting! Oh, we're getting, getting, getting good. Players are the best of their. Play along at home, moment. folks. Filling your own sheets. No sheet. point playing at home when we're playing like this. Yeah. <laughs> three plays three. All square oh, after two. This is brilliant. Three plays three. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, these, of course, the ones you know. So mm. you, you're going to be closer. Yeah. The uh, television presenter and wheelchair basketball player Addy Adepitan. Oh yeah. Addy Adepitan. And me and the late Bob Marley were at a, a paintballing session with Addy and the great <laughs> actor Omar Sharif. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I shot Sharif, but I did not shoot a deputy. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's good. <laughs> we should okay, end it. it all now. We should end it all now. <laughs> 7.3 from the Yugoslav Um That is one of Andy's best it is. ever. Really? Flowers being thrown onto the ice. <laughs> um, I'd say uh, Addy, he's been on with a few times of us, hasn't he? Uh, he's probably, what is he? 41. What do you think? I think that's pretty good. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's similar age to me, yes. And yeah. that is 41. So okay. Like... What do you reckon? <sighs> no, he... I'm going to... Oh, you say... Oh, well, I was going to say 40. Oh, I was going to say 40. going to say 40, okay. Okay, well, he was 48, so you better... Oh, 48, okay, <laughs> fair right. enough. So, so it's good of me to be honest. You've <laughs> got to wait for us both to answer the question. <laughs> yes, there. I the thought honest. he'd answered, the... sorry, when he said because same as me, 41. If Max was on the end of one of those, he would actually cry. So... How dare you? <laughs> How very dare you? <laughs> right, okay. It, it's Paul 10, Max 11. Okay, Paul 10, Max 11. 
Okay, yeah. it's the uh, footballer, former Arsenal player and Dutch international Mark Overmars. Mark yeah. Overmars. And I was in a betting shop 20 years ago with Mike Parry. He saw me place a bet on him to be first scorer. Of course, Mike said, you're Overmars. That's very good. Uh, uh, yeah. Talk sport gag, I like that, yeah. <laughs> Overmars. <laughs> what is he, 49? Uh, I'm going to go 47. Wow, you two. 48. Oh, oh, I believe it. <laughs> These are the ones we know, though, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. what's that down to the scores, Jeff? Number it's 11, Paul. Max, 12. Okay, here we go. Okay. Number the five. last three will sort out the Memphis. Well, there are a lot that you know this week. Okay. Uh, number five is Diana Ross. Oh, Diana yeah. Ross. Wow. And, of course, she may have been rubbish at penalties, but she wrote the book on man-marking training sessions. Touch tight in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's very good. <laughs> what is Diana Ross these days? It's quite difficult, isn't it? Cause quite glam still she, you know it's very hard to tell isn't it she's probably as old as your nan but you just she doesn't look it um what is she um i'm gonna go 80 80 oh, blind 80 good. i think that's pretty good as well uh, 82 <laughs> she's gonna love you too she's 77 sorry <laughs> sorry, sorry if you're listening what are the chances of diana ross listening to this <laughs> sends in a sex saying go on max make it too at d ross 71 <laughs> yeah. says loving that adaya debutan gag yeah, yeah. yeah diana <laughs> like that one so okay. paul, paul, paul is three out max is five out paul 14 mm. max 17 three in it we're halfway through here we go keep going ahead. okay uh the lead singer of aerosmith stephen tyler oh yeah stephen tyler and he was at an ipswich town 81 reunion when an old midfield colleague of Alan's needed directions. Walk this way, said the oh, Aerosmith okay. singer. Good. Beautiful, yeah. What do you think? 71. Yeah, that's a pretty decent guess. I'll go 16, 68. 73. Ooh, oh, this could be exciting. Interesting. Can I just ask you to repeat that? Because I was trying to press the button of... <laughs> I completely missed what ages you said. I, I said 73, I think. I, was, I think I got it spot on. <laughs> Stop it. I said, 60, I said 71 and, and I you said, said 68. 68, 68, yeah, 68, yeah, 68 right. and 71. Yeah. 71, 68. So, Paul is five out. That takes him to 19. Yeah. Paul is two out. That Max, takes him Max to 19. Max is two out, 19 apiece. 19, That's it, yeah. Wow. 19 apiece with yeah, the last go. three. You don't yeah. know who they are. Well, they're That's tricky. Four. So here we go. Yeah, it's uh, birthday four. number eight. Birthday it's the... Uh, seven. Oh, it's seven, seven. seven now. Is it? Yeah. We've had six. No. Yeah, we've had six. Have we had six? Yeah, we've had oh, six. yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. I missed. This sorry, time. number seven's at the bottom got, of my list. It's very confusing. Four Keep going. Okay, it's, it's Dame Pippa Harris. Dame Pippa Harris, the film and television producer, Dame Pippa Harris. Yeah. And her first name is actually Ronnie. And she was known to be very ruthless with misbehaving <laughs> actors, making them sit at the back of the theatre. Ron Pippa Harris used to love to put them in Rose Ed. <laughs> there, there we are. Uh, what's your Pippa Harris? Dame Pippa Harris. 81. What do you think, Max? 84. Oh, she's 54. Oh, sorry. Oh, Pippa. Pippa. Mate, she's sitting there with Diana Ross, living. <laughs> a pair of them slagging us off. Yeah. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Quite a lot to work out. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Paul is 27 out. That mm -hmm. takes him to 46. Yeah. And Max is 30 out. That takes him to 49. So there's... Um, there's, there's three in it. Four, yeah, 46, 49. Here we go, Andy, number eight. Nothing in it going into birthday number eight, which yeah. I believe it is. It's the founder of the and uh, chairman of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Oh, no. 
and he was a big part of the government's test and trace program. When I first heard Schwab was involved, it really stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> with you. What do you think? 61. 61? Um, 70. 83. Oh, oh, no! It's still time. It's still time. Max. Don't worry. Damn it. What's that done to the scores? Paul is 13 out. That yeah. takes him to 59. Yeah. Max is 22 out. That takes him to 22 plus 49 equals 71. So there's 12 in it with two to play. The idea, basically, if you, if you haven't got the hang of this, is that if it's, you the, one, you really it's the one with the lowest number after 10 birthdays. <laughs> they haven't worked it out now, Paul. We should give up on yeah, them, I think. Yeah, we should. <laughs> okay, I'm great. next then. Number nine, Andy. It's Astrid Gilberto, the oh. uh, Brazilian singer Astrid Gilberto. And after her singing career was over, she went into hair products. Her perm lotion was world-renowned, the curl from Ipanema. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> very good of you to pull a good one out of this late stage. Uh, uh, that's my guess, I think. No, it's not. Uh, yes, uh, no, you, you were yet, first, last year. It's me, because uh, I, I wrote them down. Um, I'm going to go uh, 84. I've got to be a bit. I've got to. I've got to be. I've got to go big here a bit, haven't I? I think well, I do. One if she's still tall and tan and young and lovely. Will she? I, get go, for, I, I go. Seventy-three. I think you know. I think I might have gone because she was young when she made that. So I think I've gone too high. I've never, I, I never heard of her. No, she's eighty-one actually. Oh, oh okay. Oh, wow. Oh dear. What's that done to scores? Uh, Paul is three out, Max is eight out, Paul 62, Max 79. There's 17 in it with one to now, play. Do you have to go first? Now, um, that's not the way the game is works. Is that not the way the game works? I think that's the way no. the game works, is the last one. You, well, otherwise, an automatic no. win for you, isn't it? Well, I won't. I'm, we've had this situation before. I'm, I'm I not. Think we have. I'm not. Have we ever done. Can Paul, I ask yeah. the arbiter? Should we have a situation on the last one where you switch it? Now, are we inventing the rules as we go along? No, or? no, generally, whoever. <laughs> Whoever is in the lead, yeah. which is you, Paul, will yeah. go first on the last because okay. Max Max might say eleven and yeah. you go twelve, I'm and not, then uh, I'm yeah, not, it's to I'm avoid not, that really. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I know you're enough. not. Yeah. But, no, fair uh, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Then. Okay, Quick. and this one is tricky. He's the astrophysicist and Nobel Prize in physics, Joseph Hooten Taylor. Joseph <laughs> Hooten Taylor. Yeah. And uh, he lived in Manchester between 2007 and 2015, coinciding with a Portuguese winger at Old Trafford. They used to get together every year for a country music festival. For the Hooten Nanny. Thank you. <laughs> Dear. 83, I'm going to go, Max. What do you think? I mean, you, you've got yeah, to be 83, 17. 83, 60. 60. 60. Go 100. I'm going to go 65. Is that enough? I would have gone higher. I might have gone up 98 or something. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter because Joseph Hooten Taylor is 80. Oh, oh well played. Oh, normal oh, service really is resumed, really I'm well afraid. Played. I think well it played. is a good rule. I don't think we've played it before, but I we think have. it is. Have we, we have played yeah. that before. Yeah. Okay. So Paul, Paul finishes on 65, Max on 94. Paul is the winner. He regains the birthday spread crown. Okay. Well, oh, well maybe. there you go. Ah. Well, we'll see. Damn it. Can you come back next week? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've saved last week's birthdays and uh, jokes for you, Max. I thought you might like to frame it as the only one you'll ever earn. <laughs> Thanks very much. Get, well, get it framed. I'll put them in the downstairs <laughs> toilet. For you. Thank you, Andy. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> see you tomorrow. Yeah, Thank, you, to Thank you, Jeff. Top work. Cheers, guys. All the best. There's your birthday spread. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, there we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. And uh, Max, you're back next Wednesday. Wednesday, aren't yes. you? That's yeah, right. Absolutely. Because Andy 
uh, is with us on Tuesday and indeed tomorrow. Tomorrow and is a bit of a Friday show. And we really. can't we can't react to the birthday spread because we're recording this just before we do the birthday For reasons spread. that we don't need to go into. That's no, true. But, so so, so we don't I'm not yeah. breathless now because no, it's just about to happen. You can tell how relaxed he sounds yeah, in I'm not this relaxed at all. Anyway. He's already in my head. We hope you enjoyed the birthday spread, um, which I we haven't I done yet. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow with Eclipse of the Week, as we said, shifting everything as it's uh, Good Friday from Friday to Thursday. Listen if you can. If not, podcasts will be available. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.